Welcome back to the Touch Death Podcast. I'm your host this evening, Drew Devitt, and with me are my two favorite co-hosts on planet Earth, Sterling Carroll and Luke Beer. How are we doing, guys? Welcome amazing. I'm in freaking amazing. I'm, I'm doing great myself. Uh, kind of nice to have a fellow companion in California. So now we yes, all remember you, Beer. Eat it. Oh, yeah. I'm running solo today. That's all right. Terrible. Terrible, bro. That's all right. Well, for this edition of Trust Your Gut, uh, we have a lot of business to cover. Uh, we have to cover all, all that went right and wrong and the highs and lows of Christmas. Um, I know for a fact I was definitely on Santa's naughty list this year for how my uh, how my bets and parlays went out. Uh, Sterling looked like he was uh, ended himself on the nice list. Uh, paid out pretty well with uh, with his parlay. Congratulations, dude! Thank you so much. It was an honor. It's a, it's you know what? It's about damn time I had a good record. It's been since like what week six or seven since I had something like that. So long time coming. Yeah, when I was uh listening back, you sounded pretty intellectual with how things planned out. So congratulations. Um, <laughs> we'll do a little bit of a Thursday night preview with uh. Sterling's boys uh, versus uh, Tennessee this week. Uh, might be a little bit ugly, but we'll see how it plays out. Uh, Sterling, I'm expecting a, a deep dive on your end for for this game. Oh, yeah, we'll get deep. Real deep in this one. Pause. I know, I'm sorry. That's, Damn. That's on me. Um, and after uh, our Thursday night football preview, we'll wrap things up with some hoop talk and Lucius's college corner. And uh, also keep a lookout for our Friday pod for the New Year's Six Bowls and what we'll be previewing for that and this very action-packed NFL Sunday slate. So just keep a lookout for that um, on Friday or Saturday. Uh, but I think it's time to get into some review. You guys ready? Right in, baby. Awesome. Um, well, good job, boys. We had ourselves uh, quite the weekend. I'm going to give us a little round of applause here. Uh, Sterling, you went three and one. Beer went two and two, and I also went three and one. That brings our fast forward records to Sterling sitting at 18 and 14. Beer is painfully even at 17, 17, and two. And I, I am still sitting at the leader in the clubhouse at uh, twenty-one, thirteen, and two. That's pretty good. Damn, I'm gonna give myself a little pat on the back. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm good riding. job, man. As you uh, should. I'm, I'm doing pretty well. So, as you should. I feel, I feel pretty good. Uh, with how I'm doing on spreads in, uh, in the NFL. So, I like it. I'll, I'll keep, uh, keep my hopes high that, that turns into something better, uh, in the future with, uh, some of my bets. Because, boy, was uh, did I just come up short in a lot of our, our stuff that we had this weekend. Yeah, it was a, it was a tough one there. Uh, not yeah, not much know, to say about that, but all I really got to say for yeah. my beautiful picks, um, Browns sold. They stank. We knew this. I had confidence. Uh, can't trust uh, Deshaun. Uh, I don't care how much Burke tries to tell me that he's just knocking off the rust. He stanks. Browns stank. Um, and. The Colts, I really thought Nick Foles was going to do a hell of a lot better than he did. Um, Indy's in some serious-ass trouble for the next few years if they can't figure out this O-line issue and can't find a quarterback. Um, plain and simple, it's Operation Fade, Colts, and Raiders through the end of the season. Yeah, Beer, um, I might have to go out on a limb here and say the Indianapolis Colts in the year of 2022 had the worst quarterback room in the history of the NFL. Pretty damn close. Dude, that was awful. Awful. I just... Awful there's not. There's not... The only shining light on the Colts right now is their defense. Their defense... Colts' defense gets the job done. Their offense is not helping them out, and the Colts end up giving up a lot of points in the fourth quarter because their damn offense is on the field the whole of the game. So, like, they're going to get tired, and they can only do so much if somebody's not going to fi- – somebody's got to figure it out. We need to get 
I think we needed a clean house, honestly, like coaching staff wise, because getting Reich out of there obviously didn't do the do the job. We need a quarterback. We need a better O line. We need to do something fast because this next few seasons are going to be painful if we don't do it this off season. With a new head coach, generally means bringing in a new quarterback, and uh, I think the leader in that clubhouse for that would be uh, my boy Derek Carr. Um, news came out today. The Raiders will be benching Derek Carr for the remainder of the 2022-23 season. Um, I kind of saw it coming. Um, it, it, it's over for, for him in Vegas. Uh, I it, it was a nice run. Um, I don't know what McDaniels will, will want to do. Um, it's it's looking not great. Uh, gotta Got to find a way to package Derek Carr somewhere for – a second and a third or hopefully a first so that we can finally uh, find a way to trade up to that second spot in the draft and find a way to get Will Levis because I think that's really the only answer for how the Raiders run their offense. Um, I really don't want Stroud and the Houston Texans are definitely taking Bryce Young. So the Raiders look like they need to go young and I think Levis is the move. Um, I think the hype is warranted. His arm strength is unreal. He has a lot of great tools um, playing against good uh, competition in the SEC. Uh, I think there's a lot of good tape on him, so I wouldn't mind having Will Levis, but uh, it does kind of stink seeing Derek Carr leave um, on kind of a sour note. Uh, just leads the league in the interceptions, just not how I wanted to see Derek Carr go out uh, in Las Vegas, but it's it's time. It's time. I was a defender of Derek Carr. I feel like Raiders fans have been using him as a scapegoat for the last possibly seven years. Um, he has never had a defense on his team over 20th ranked in the uh, in the NFL. Uh, it's been atrocious. He's never been he's never been the reason why they can't win, except for poss- possibly this year, considering he leads the league in interceptions. Um, they got to get better at the quarterback position. When uh, when Devontae Adams has been able to have the ball this year, he's been balling. When Josh Jacobs has the ball in his hands, they're they're balling. They have a great run game, solid offensive line. Um, it just looks like they need to make a move and improve at the quarterback position. So hopefully they go younger. I don't want Tom. Uh, I know that's floating around in the media. I really don't want Tom. Tom in Vegas would be. Hey, cool. If I was who 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 who's the Raiders GM again? Is it Mike Davis? Excuse me. Oh, is uh the Raiders GM? Is it Mike Davis? Is that his name? Uh, I don't think so. Hold on. Oh, okay. Is that the dude with the freaky ass haircut? Yeah, I I can't remember his name, and I, I want to say it's Mark Davis. Either way, if if I was him, if I was a Raiders GM, I'm if there's any way I can just bench McDaniel's for two games, I would totally do that. Too. Um, but yeah, it's it's a tough situation to be in for the Raiders. Uh, they are, yeah, I don't know. I love Derek Carr, but this also is a teller of what's going to happen to Devontae Adams if he's going to stick around. I'm not sure if there's any wiggle room in that contract, but yeah, I can definitely see Devontae Adams on the move possibly. So that's a scary, scary note to have. Yeah, I, I don't know if Devontae will be on the move. Um I don't I don't see that happening personally. Um uh, I don't see that happening. Um I'm assuming you're referring to Mark Davis, the Raiders owner, by the way. Mark, yeah, Mark. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Bullcut himself. Uh no, the GM is uh Dave Ziegler. Uh so I don't see them moving uh, Devonte since they gave up. Uh, they paid the man so much. I know. I think he has an option uh, to opt out, but I don't see that happening if they're able to bring in a young guy um, who can get him the ball. So I think it's kind of Levis or bust for the Raiders. Um, but that's all I kind of have until uh, we move uh, past the playoffs and get into that that sweet spot where maybe Derek actually gets traded if they have to cut him and save some money, but. It's a difficult position to be in um, for Las Vegas, and I hope they get it right, and I hope they go young because I don't know if Tom's the answer. I hope it's in the draft. They need to turn it 
turn their draft around. They've been drafting like shit for the past few years, and it'd be nice to see some young blood in there. It's actually uh, pan out for you guys. Right. Alrighty. Well, I think that was enough for the Raiders. Um, <laughs> the only regret I think I had with my fast four uh, was a hundred percent in my uh, in my loss because I sounded like an idiot when I talked about it on the podcast, and I want to right some wrongs. Um, God, was that so, Detroit Lions? To give up 200 (laughs) rushing yards in the first half to the Carolina Panthers. Oh my God. In the back of my mind, I did not want to confess it, but yeah. Detroit. Oh, I I just needed, I I need to right some wrongs. Um, I was so heavy on Detroit this week. That was probably my second favorite pick going into, into this week. Um, the public thing scared me, so I wasn't huge on it. Um, and I just – it was screaming trap game to me. And I said it on the pod. Um, that that it, And it would be so Detroit for them to lose. I cannot believe they folded so hard in their defense. Their defense disappeared. Um, if this team really wants to make a playoff push, uh, the defense can't perform like that. Um, my boy Jared Goff actually played fantastic, in my opinion. He was able to get Amon Ra the ball a lot. Um, I, I I was so disappointed in, in Detroit's defense and they just let Sam Darnold look incredible for whatever reason. Oh, I was so mad, dude. Those damn Panthers, man. Who would have guessed they'd put up that many points? I, I still can't believe it. I, I really can't. I mean, just it's black just, and wow. white from the week prior. I believe Deontay Foreman had what, approximately 10 yards rushing the week prior. And then the team as a whole put up 200 in the first half. Unreal. I, I just can't, I can't believe that you have the tape um, that you have in the week prior. And this is how you should play the Carolina Panthers and then fold that bad. It's the offense wasn't the issue. They played fantastic. Um, it, it was just really not really not the right game plan on the defensive end and it was just really disappointing to see uh that ruined the sweep for me so i i was very disappointed in detroit i'm still rooting for him i'm still rooting for the city of detroit hopefully they can uh pull out um i, I believe are they in a player berth did they clinch or do they have to win this week they have to win this week yeah well hopefully they can get it done this week because yeah, so. That was so sad, watching them just melt away in Carolina. They still they still can't win on the road, and it's just not great. Um, they're heading in the right direction. The offense looks awesome, but the defense has to shore up. It was it was just really hard to watch. Yeah, I think a good segue here too is like uh, a pick I had. The only loss on my board was with Washington and I really felt like this one was going to stay within a touchdown and I, I there's not there's not many words for the 49ers defense but they're just they're just great uh not I'm n- not going to bet against uh that Niners D for the rest of the season and for the playoffs just not doing it they're, they're insanity and yeah and I I don't know they put in Wentz for Washington, they put him in just to see what would happen. I mean, he was slinging it, but it wasn't enough to get back in this game and make it close. That defense shut him down easy, and just the whole game, really, really. So, yeah, that's pretty much it with Washington. I'm done with them for the rest of the season too. Brock looked really good in that game. Yeah, he did. Mister Mister Purdy balled point. out. Uh, he looks very confident. Um, developing quite the rapport with Kittle and actually getting him the ball. Uh, Shanahan uh, has finally reminded himself that he can throw to the tight end instead of uh, George Kittle blocking all year. So uh, very nice for those fantasy managers out there in the playoffs with George Kittle. Um, Man, the Niners look so good. I I said it last week. I think they're the scariest team in the NFC, and I stay by that. 
Uh, they're eight and one since McCaffrey has joined the team. They're really, really good, and they are the toughest out, in my opinion, uh, come playoff time. Uh, go, good yeah. luck to anyone who draws the Niners. Like, it's going to be tough. They're going to make a push, for sure, no matter how you slice it. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. big time. Big time push, and I'm I'm scared for the boys, too. I'm not even – look, I'm not even nervous to play the Eagles in the playoffs if that happens. If, right. If the Cowboys are not one and out. Um, or one and done. It's the it's the Niners. They're just crazy. They're on the top of my board to win. Just it's nuts. And the for me the funniest thing with those two teams is the Niners and Eagles are kind of in a similar situation right now with their at least with their quarterbacks. Um, specifically in that regard, uh, like they got Gardner going in Philly. They've got Brock going in uh, in the Bay, and we could see that. In Philly, they're having an issue with Gardner back there. Um, just not producing at the high levels they're used to with Hurts. And you do you put Brock Purdy under center in, in uh, San Francisco, they're still producing at such a high level. So it just shows you the coaching differential between uh, Shanahan and Sirianni. Mind you, Sirianni's still a great coach, um, in my opinion. But Shanahan's system is working at a very high level and is allowing even – guys like Brock Purdy to produce and perform at a high level. And Gardner Minshew is still a pretty good backup quarterback, in my opinion. Uh, but end of the day, yeah, those are both scary teams. But even with detrimental injuries coming into the the home stretch here, uh, the Niners are still able to just keep the ball rolling and dominate teams. And Philly's obviously going to struggle a little bit, um, but it just – yeah, if there's anybody I'm horrified to face out of the NFC, it's definitely going to be the Niners. And I I expect the Niners to make the NFC Championship at this point easily. Yeah, if I was a fan of the team in the NFC, um, I still would really, really want to draw the Minnesota Vikings in the playoffs. God, I cannot believe Absolutely. they pulled off another win. Frauds. The Giants covered. Thank God. That, but another tip of the cap to Sterling this episode. I You called the game-winning field goal. 61 yards, Graham Gano, right down the pipe. I They're so fraudulent. They have a point differential of plus five, and they're 11-3, and three, right? 11-3? and three? I think they've won like eight or nine games this season on a game-winning field goal. Like they have not they're, blown out any team really. They're ten and zero no, no in one score games. Like they're not. Nine. They're not getting impressive wins. Like I, I don't care how, like what teams they're. They're they're keeping it close with bad teams and they're keeping it close with good teams. Like it's just nothing they're doing is making sense. It's working, but it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Something's working, and I think it's. I think it's. Uh... The pressure is mainly off of Justin Jefferson, and they're able to really get that ball out to um, Hawkinson yeah, and big KJ Osborne. Those two are just – They both do. They have their games. Yeah, they have their games, and defenses can't really game plan on just Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson now. It's kind of get them all four. Somebody's going to go off. Um, so, sure. I, I, yeah, that defense – I mean, that offense that Minnesota has is – keeping them afloat. Let's see how long it lasts. I'm all for Justin Jefferson getting MVP votes this year. I don't care. Oh, yeah. Dude, dude is keeping it together in Minnesota. Like what's been the consistent factor on these one score games for Minnesota? It's been Justin yeah. Jefferson has had an incredible catch down the line to an extended drive for them to have a game winning field goal. Like it's ridiculous. He, he is the man and is, I think, the best receiver in the NFL, and it's not particularly close and should get MVP votes this year, 100%. Absolutely it's, should get MVP votes. It's stupid for how good he's been playing this year. Dude is a dog. He's got he's to gotta get some votes this year. Has to. If he has a le- less than 100 yards in a game, I'm shocked. Like, it's come to that point. Dude, I think, yeah. is 
270 yards or so from recording 2,000 yards this season, which would be the first ever to do it. Like, stupid. The fact that Kirk Cousins is doing that, like, Kirk Cousins is the quarterback that's got the receiver on this end of that. Like, I hate Kirk Cousins. I don't think he's that great of a quarterback. He's so hit or miss, and his inconsistencies really expose, like, how just not a sound of a quarterback he I think he is but I mean you get that ball to Jefferson and he makes plays like he gets he's able to break those tackles get like he's getting himself those yards and a million ten percent he should be put in the MVP conversation um but unfortunately I think that's recently been geared towards quarterbacks which is stupid because there's a lot of quarterbacks thinking the conversation that are not as valuable or as impressive to their team as Justin Jefferson is. Yeah, I, I totally agree. He is the most valuable asset of any franchise in the NFL right now. Maybe as hundred percent maybe maybe you can make an argument for like Jamar or or a few a few quarterbacks, obviously, but he he's right there, and I he should one hundred percent get some MVP votes, and uh, by a landslide win, offensive player of the year. Easy. Yeah, that offense is good. Very good. Alrighty. Uh, lastly, the last game I kind of wanted to talk about in our in our little review of the NFL slate um, this weekend uh, was. The game that took place on Christmas Day in Miami. Um, I want to pat myself a little bit on the back for taking Green Bay um, pat, pat. with the points. Um, Green Bay is looking uh, kind of nice. Uh, pretty impressive by Aaron Rodgers getting the ball to, I believe, like nine different receivers. It was nuts. Um, the off-platform throw that he had to, not Robert Tunyon, but the backup tight end on the left sideline unreal um he looked really really good and uh just kind of an unfortunate outcome with uh miami and Tua suffering another concussion um scary it's scary for him right now i feel so bad for Tua. i hope he i hope he takes some time um fully recovers and uh comes back to play how he did in the first half because dude was slinging it he looked awesome um it just had more the ball had simply more zip and was a lot more accurate in the, in the first half um, than the second half. It was a, a very much a tale of two halves and um, I wish him the best of luck in his recovery moving forward. Um, but green, green Bay looked pretty good too. Like uh, uh, defense looked great. Jair played great. Um, and Aaron did Aaron things. He made some Aaron throws again and, Pulled out a, a pretty great win against Miami. So, good for Green Bay. Oh, yeah. Good pick on that one, too. I did say in the last pod on Friday well, that I was Green Bay was in the mix of mine if I had to throw in a fifth. Right. Um. Yeah, and, yeah, we just saw it coming, which is great. Um, good on you for actually taking that one. You know what? Aaron just finds a way to get these dubs in the end of the season. Uh, when it really, really matters, we'll see how he plays against uh, who they have this week. The Packers. I don't have them on my slate, but um, they got to win out to even right. get in this playoff mix. So I believe Aaron will do it in whatever fashion it takes, which is pretty messed up because I don't love Aaron Rodgers. But man, god awful season. I don't. They don't need to be in the playoffs. Now that I'm uh, remembering, this is actually yeah. one of my uh, one I'm expecting to be one of the best games of the week this uh, this next weekend. Um, they're playing the Minnesota Vikings at home. That'll be Ooh. a very fun game. There we go. So they're currently sitting at uh, minus three and a half too at home. So get get your mind trying. See, uh, see if you like it or not for the last fast four of the year. Oof. Man. Uh, Beer, you have a, uh, any get, other? Get uh, with that one. Sorry, go for it. No, I was just saying potentially, I could get in the mix of picking Green Bay here, three and a half. 
that's a conversation for later. I'm I'm heavily considering it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beer, do you have any other games you wanted to um, break down from your Fast Four this weekend, or any of the games in general? Um, from the Fast Four, not really. Um, the only one that I wanted to briefly touch on was the Sunday night football game. Uh, looking at Bucks and Cardinals. Uh, Trace McSorley and the Cardinals look bad. Uh, the Bucks came into Phoenix as eight point favorites. They won by three. Um, the Buccaneers look bad. Brady does not look like Brady. It's just it's getting ugly for both these teams. Uh, I'm more concerned about the Bucks with all the firepower they're trying to get around Tom. And if Tom's going to leave this year, the Bucks are going to be in shambles. Um, the Cardinals will be all right. They just need to do some front office changes, some coaching changes, and I think they're going to be headed in the right direction. Uh, but the Bucks are in some serious trouble because um, I'm pretty. It's, it's more likely not. I think Tom will be out of there after this year um, with the way this goes. Uh, if not, so if not with another team retire, I'd be surprised if he stays in Tampa Bay another year. Um, but I doubt he'll retire. But that's just who knows. He's already said he's going to retire like six times. So the dude's kind of a asshole for playing with our feelings like this. But nonetheless. The Bucks are in serious trouble. Serious, serious trouble. Totally agree with that. Um, the only comment I had to make is uh, I was talking with my dad about how do you fix the Cardinals at all. And uh, some of those reports of Cl- Cliff Kingsbury saying, he's like, I'm going to call it because he, he's just done with the criticism he's received. Um, and I think warranted. Uh, he, uh, he has not done a great job with, with Arizona this year. Um, I I do expect Cliff to get the can, uh, maybe sit out a year. And um, what my dad was saying, which I totally agree with, and I kind of like the vision. I see the vision. Uh, sit out a year and then go take the Oklahoma job when that comes available, because uh, that's kind of what they need. Uh, I like I see the vision. I can see it now. Um, I'm gonna I'm starting the the narrative. Let's start the narrative. Cliff to Oklahoma in two years. That's honestly really? not a bad take. Not That's a bad terrible. take. Shout out Phil Devitt. I love the take. I'm riding with it. We're starting the narrative. We'll do it. It's get controversial. Let's go, Why Phil. Not? Yeah, I think Cliff is just more comfortable in college football, and I think that would be the perfect place for him. So, yeah. All right. Um. I think that's uh I that's all I have uh, I have to say personally for the NFL slate this weekend. Um aside from me personally having a vendetta against Christian Watson, um him not playing the second half uh cost me so many emotions. I don't even care about the uh, the payout. The emotions <laughs> that I had to go through for the props that I gave out on the last pod was extremely taxing on my well-being. That's heartbreaking. Um, Saquon, Saquon got over it. I've said he was going to get 85 yards. I believe he got 85 on the dot on that 20 yard bust, uh, um, busted run, uh, to tie up the game. He, he got 85. It was perfect. Um, Amon Ra, when they were trailing late, got some garbage yards. I, again, very late got, got his mark at 75. I was, I was shaking. And then Christian McCaffrey, very, very, very late, snuck his way into the end zone. Um, and then I wake up for Christmas morning, and Christian Watson, at 49 yards, needing 52 and a half, does not play the second half of that football game, and I don't get reimbursed in it from FanDuel. Uh, I was sick to my stomach, and uh, that's all I had to say for uh, for how my uh, my NFL slate went this last weekend. It's rough. Horrific. My condolences so were with you. I I, I did something to get on the naughty list this year, man. I did something. I had to have because that was I was sickening. I'm ready to move on to Thursday night football. If you guys are, I'm, I want to look ahead. I can't. Let's I can't keep it. dwelling on this. Yeah, let's dive in because this one's a doozy. I can't figure this one out at all. There's not even really any props for us to build on tonight. Yeah, Sterling, I kind of want no, you to take really. the lead on this. Uh, what are your What are your thoughts going into this game? Yeah, um, I kind of wanted – I'll take the lead. 
I did want to hear what you guys had. So um, right after my spiel, go with what your gut is telling you um, and what picks you have because you might be, you just might be right in this one because I have no clue what's really going to happen. Um, we have multiple starters out on both sides. Not as bad on for the boys. We only got Leighton Vanderesh, who's officially out. Then we got Tony Pollard. So he's questionable right now. He has a thigh injury. And he's, if I had to say they're going to sit him just to get ready for playoff, playoffs, excuse me. Um, and Michael Parsons, we also have him questionable. So key pieces, I think the run game's not going to be as well. Um, Rico Dowdle, who's the second, who's going to be the secondary back for the Cowboys. He's not as explosive as Tony Pollard, so there's not going to be a real change of pace. So Zeke could have some have some uh, big yards here and there, but it's not going to be too pretty. I think it's really going to come out of the air because the Titans have a ton of corners and safeties out. And along with the injuries from the Titans, it's Derrick Henry, who they were thinking about sitting either way. Um, he's more than likely to be out this game. So he's with a hip injury. I just think it's going to be a real, real doozy, really. Don't really want to touch that spread at 12 and a half. Way too high when you really don't know how this is going to swing. Um, the play I have is going to be Michael Gallup at an alternate receiving yards at 40 plus. Look, they're going to put the Titans with their corners. They have, I think I counted two they have two corners out and which are they're gonna put their they're gonna be uh christian fulton and oh never mind josh thompson uh he's a dv and then we got the safety amari hooker or amani hooker so they're gonna put their best available corner on cd shadow cd the whole game CD's still going to get his yards. Yeah, it does, um, that, that doesn't matter. I, yeah, but I think there's the one hole there's going to be on that defense is containing Michael Gallup. He's known to have these weird stints where two games back-to-back or one here, one there, he has a great connection with Dak. And uh, I honestly see that happening with this Thursday night game. So – if you're feeling confident, as I am, I'm riding with Michael Gallup, 40-plus uh, receiving. And I kind of see the the tight ends for the boys getting involved. We have three, Ferguson, Hendershot, and Schultz. One of them is going to score. One of them is for sure going to score. I want to say Dalton's in any time, but I don't know. It's going to be one of them. If I had to guess, it's going to be Hendershot with my luck if I pick Schultz. So if you're feeling really risky, just throw a dollar on um, Hendershot here. Just do it. Just see what happens. It's nothing to sweat about too much, but I don't know. These tight ends are going to be very involved. I think that's a, I think that's a pretty good take. Um, I have quite a history of betting on the wrong tight end, so um, I think Hendershaw is actually kind of a fun a fun play uh, for an anytime touchdown. Uh, I wouldn't build a parlay with him in it, but I think that's uh, no. I think that's kind of fun. Um, when I was doing some research, uh, getting got getting in the lab before we got in here uh, for the game, um, I honestly do like Dallas minus twelve and a half uh, outside. Really? Of Zach Wilson, Malik Willis is the worst quarterback in the NFL. Um, he Damn. stinks. The only reason why he's better than Zach Wilson is that when he scrambles and runs, he runs for positive yardage. So um, that that's it. Um, Tennessee's pass defense is awful. So I was actually uh, thinking very heavily on either a CD or Michael Gallup prop. Um, I loved both of them. Um, it was, I guess, too early for us uh, for the lines because I I haven't seen any out yet. 
that are official. So um, I would heavily invest in CD this upcoming game. I think he's going to eat. Um, I would probably take an alt line because um, knowing him, he's probably going to be sitting at like 75 and a half. So I would probably buy it down to 60 for a parlay. Um, and I think 73. He's sitting at 73 right now. Very close. Two off. Well done. I, I just I just know ball, you know. Um, yeah, there we go. So I would personally buy it down, probably down down to around sixty, um, just to sure. play it safe. Um, and I think if we can do an alt spread with Dallas, do like minus six and a half, I would feel better. But I honestly think they cover this game. There we go. I hope so. I, I really hope they can, but. I just I don't know. Twelve and a half is just so much. It's it's or, a lot. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say with uh, going along with Dre here. I was gonna also recommend the six and a half uh, buy down too. And then in regards to any, I don't really have much on this game. Uh, I didn't get to look too much at it. And from what I did look at it, there wasn't a single thing I liked because there's not many props out right now. Uh, only thing I do like is CD anytime. That's the only thing I recommend i don't even know yardage wise um i'm scared yardage wise just because i don't know tennessee's kind of a tough barn um they're a tough barn but, but i mean I, I still they're past defense I expect them to awful, eat nonetheless dude. their past defense is terrible sucks sure. i just i don't necessarily no offense to sterling and the boys i don't trust them too much yet um they still have some inconsistencies that make me a little nervous hey um, non-taken but, i agree uh, CD anytime would be my only way I could go on anything with this game. Yeah, one of these one of these receivers are bound to have a good game. I'm just saying Michael Gallup because it it does happen here and there, but CD's gonna have his time. Take a flyer Definitely. on T.Y. Hilton while you're at it. Oh my! Stop! If they have it, that was I'm really looking funny, at though. it. He's not Dude, one on, catch but, for yeah. 52 yards last week. That's hilarious. It was very funny when I He's, when I saw him make that catch i was like that's so classic classic ty uh, i was he's... very happy to see it that was awesome hey i was i was ecstatic dude he saved the game for us really or for the cowboys yeah. it was it was a big time catch you know what that, big time that that's it i'm taking a flyer on terrell owens that's it i'm doing it <laughs> it's over that you know what that headline is just Insanity! I don't even know what to believe. Dude, if he, I, if, I if Jerry Jones signs him, don't sign put him. Jerry in a home. Facts. Do not sign Terrell Owens. Put please. Jerry in a home if you sign Terrell. That's terrible. Please don't sign him. I just don't need. Part it. of me is like, part of me is like, I would love to see that. I would love to see To back, but God no, don't do it. Don't he, do it. He's in great shape. Does not worth but it. I don't, don't do care. It. He's 49 years old. <laughs> don't. Please yeah. don't. Um, yeah, that's uh, – I'm totally cool with taking a, a Zeke prop and a Michael Gallup prop personally. Um, I do kind of like the idea of the um, the CD anytime um, and then the alt spread of, of Dallas. Um, I have no idea how any of these uh, odds would come out because I don't have any official lines. Um, Let's cook it up. You know what? And we don't have any lines for Zeke. So I'm guessing they may sit him too. I haven't heard anything though. So I would definitely pay attention tomorrow to these where these lines go because he's he's got to play for sure. Yeah, I would personally feel um, a lot more comfortable going um, with some more air raid um, props considering uh, Tennessee's run defense is actually pretty good. Um, the big man up front, front, uh, I believe Jeffrey Simmons, right? Um, yeah, yeah, he's dude's a dog. He's possible top three defensive tackle in the league. So I, I would be okay staying away from Pollard and Zeke because I, uh, he is a bad, bad man up there in the trenches. So, um, I would much prefer a CD Michael Gallup prop and Dallas minus six and a half. Um, and just keep things simple this week, if you guys are down. Yeah, if you yeah. Uh, do Gallup 40-plus, Cowboys down to 6.5, CD anytime, and if you want to throw in that CD 60-plus like you were talking about, that sits mm-hmm. us at a nice plus 842. 
Sheesh. Some food for just thought cause, too. Just because Gallup is uh his forty plus is at plus one fifty. Oh no, give me his regular line then. What is it, thirty six and a half then? Um do Gallup's thirty one and a half. Thirty one. I would 30, much yeah. rather have that. What do you, you think about that? that? That's fine. All right. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. So I did want to bring up though, um, with how decent Tennessee's line is, their D line. Um Dak's gonna be scrambling a bit. So we could see we could see some rushing yards. <laughs> yeah, it's at ten and a half. <laughs> yep. Oh, Bear Sorry. and I were joking about his rushing yard line since it was the only one available on Dallas before you hopped on. We're like, oh, guess we got to take Dak plus ten and a half. Oh, hey, not I am a bad not bet. messing with that. I That'd be hilarious. I cannot. Yeah, if, you, uh, oh. if you take out the Gallup 40 plus and do 31 and a half, that gets us a 637, which is a lot more comfortable. I'm, I would love yeah, that's fine. that. That sounds good to me. I just saw... I just saw plus odds on the 40 plus, so I'm like, let's do it. But yeah. You can take I'm, it I'm on fire. With the official squad ride, we ride with That's his regular the, line. But the official yeah. side, 40 plus for Terzling. <laughs> Perfect. So we'll cool, we're cool with calling that a, our, our play for this uh, for this game tomorrow? I like it. Fantastic. Yep, I'm so, all for it. So Dallas minus six and a half. Um, Michael Gallup over 31 and a half. Yes. C- yeah. CD anytime. And what was the last leg? CD 60 plus. Perfect. I like it. CD. Alrighty. Uh, hey, for- you guys, you ready to uh, pivot into some hardcore talk or you guys want to get anything else um, of the NFL off your chest? Um, For the gridiron, I'm going to do a quick little update about my college bowl challenge oh quite um currently after since last friday uh show i made picks on every single bowl game leading up to tonight uh going into this show i am six and two as of then uh with hopefully two more coming in pretty hot um kansas was down 25 and then decided to have the greatest comeback cover of all time and cover the three points um and now we've got some more bowl games coming up. So I'm going to rattle those off real quick. Uh, those are tomorrow and all Friday. Tomorrow, And these are all spreads because I'm tired of taking point totals because those are killing me. And also they're shitty to root for. So for these next bowl games, we got Syracuse plus 10.5 against Minnesota in the Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl in uh, the Bronx, Yankee Stadium. Uh, next, we'll do Florida State minus nine and a half against Oklahoma in the Cheese It Bowl in Orlando, Florida. We're gonna do the UW Huskies catching three points against Devitt's uh, Longhorns at the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Um, I just I like the I like the Huskies in this spot. Uh, we're gonna do NC State money line versus Florida in oh sorry that's the Duke's Mayo Bowl. In Charlotte, North Carolina, Texas is playing in the Valero Alamo Bowl in San Antonio. Remember the Alamo always. Uh, We're going to go with Pitt plus five and a half versus UCLA in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl in El Paso, Texas. Notre Dame Fighting Irish minus two and a half versus South Carolina in the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl in Jacksonville, Florida. And then the Ohio money line versus Wyoming in the Barstool Bowl here in our beautiful state, but down in the dirty tee of Tucson, Arizona, uh, garbage rat town. And then to cap it all off, we have a great game Friday night, uh, the Capital One Orange Bowl in Miami. I'm taking Clemson minus five and a half against Tennessee. I'm really looking forward to that one. That's going to be a good one. Um, but yeah, eight and two or six and two right now, hopefully eight and two. So 13 and nine right now for called bull picks, hoping to keep that up. That's all I got. We're we're doing all right with the bull picks. Good job, dude. Thanks, dude. Thirteen and nine, we're improving. solid. We're dude. improving. Solid. Love to see it. All righty, you guys ready to get into some hoop talk? Let's ball yeah, out. I want to start it off. Go for it. I Sam. really do. I have something to get off my chest. Go with the association. You guys hit it. Hey. 
This is a message for Killian Hayes. Don't ever touch Mo Wagner like that. You that is that is so foul. That is so foul. Why would you ever punch that man in the back of the head? He knocked him out, dude. Awful. He knocked, he him, knocked out him out cold. cold. Mo Wagner is he, a he national treasure. Looking... Come on. Mo Wagner got Come slept. On. He caught a stray. We <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I saw that. And I'm like, that's that's horrible. That what the what the hell, Killian? Detroit is changing you. Yeah. Horrible, horrible. Other than that, let's go seas. Looking <laughs> good. We have we played some good some good games. But um, yeah. I not much to say here on the slate. We don't have many good games that I personally like, but. I, I would love to know what you guys think about Luca's game yesterday or two days ago. Was it two days ago? His sixty twenty one ten. That was last night. Last night, right? What the hell? That guy's on a different level. That dude's gonna have a statue right next to Dirk outside the American Airlines Center here in the next ten years. I hope so. Yeah. Um. That performance was otherworldly. Um. It just. It just comes to show if you're doing something that Wilt never done when it comes to points and rebounds and assists, uh, that's pretty impressive. Um, it's not out of the question to call that the best individual player performance of all time. Um, Kobe's is up there. Wilt's 100-point game is up there. But 60, 21, and 10, oh my god. Like it was, it was incredible when Russell Westbrook Crazy. had a twenty twenty twenty. He went sixty twenty one and ten, and executed the most perfect intentional missed free throw to force overtime ever. I know Christian Wood hit a great shot, and so did Dorian Finney Smith. But holy shit, that was awesome! Awesome. Perfect. Couldn't couldn't write up a more perfect game. Like, dude, just. I mean, he's arguably top three best players in the league right now, if not the best player in my book. I'm not gonna lie, bro. He played. Even, he played on rook. He played on rookie mode on my career. Like those were the type of numbers I saw. Uh, it's, yeah. My God. Yeah, those are those are kind of numbers that you put up when your team loses in the finals and you're trying to take out your anger in in 2K. Like that's that's the line that you get. <laughs> yeah. And he just drops it on a random Tuesday just to come back from the Knicks, who are extremely hot and playing well. I must say, I'll give it up to the Knicks. Good squad. Uh, they're no longer the hottest team in basketball because that belongs to the other team in New York, the Brooklyn Nets. But, wow. the, the Very impressive by Luka. Um, it has become a six-man, a very awesome six-man race right now for uh, for MVP. Um I like to throw in seven because I still think Donovan Mitchell should have a chance at MVP, even though he's not getting the media attention that he should be. Um, but yeah, between Giannis, Jokic, Embiid, KD, Tatum, and Luka, it's absolutely a, a very awesome race right now for MVP. Um, and NBA basketball right now is really fun. Um I I, uh, I would like to go back to how Christmas Day panned out because um, my player combos, I went four out of five. I kind of hit the nail on the head uh, for everything uh, that uh, for when it came to that, aside from losing on the hook to Joel and Bede's uh, points, rebounds, and assists. Um, very, very tragic. Um, I would have really loved a Christmas sweep, but again, I lose on the hook. Um, again, I made the naughty list this this Christmas. It was so sad to see that uh, that not get the sweep. But yeah, Joel, he was Santa Claus. He delivered. Uh, Jokic, I couldn't have expected a better game from him, and he somehow did. Um, I did pivot um, on the podcast. I said I was going to take. Uh, I would just go to his rebound line, um, but I thought that his uh, his points, rebound, assist was a little bit better value, so I did take that and that hit. Um, 
Draymond, um, I said uh, I was going to take his points, rebounds, and assists, but I didn't like how high it was. So I just took rebounds and assists. That cashed. He had 13 and 13 for rebounds and assists. He played awesome on Christmas Day. Um, very assertive. Took over that uh, that win against Memphis, and uh, Memphis kind of had to eat a little bit of their words. Uh, screw Dylan Brooks. That guy's kind of a prick, and Clay Thompson deserved to, uh, to taunt him during that game. Uh, loved that he did. Uh, I have not seen a more well-earned technical foul than that than him uh, dancing over Dylan Brooks that game. It was awesome. Um, who else? The Warriors. The Warriors hate Dylan Brooks. I oh, love it's awesome. It. I I do I do <laughs> I love, love that it. feud because it's kind of like an old guard versus new guard kind of feud. Uh, very fun. I feel like they should advertise that as much as possible. Uh, Memphis and uh, the Grizzlies have had this kind of feud uh, ever since the play-in tournament game when. Memphis took out uh, the Warriors, I believe, two years ago now. Um, and it's been a fun battle of these two teams playing very well ever since. So it's very fun. I, I love this uh, Memphis versus Golden State uh, agenda. And uh, considering Golden State has had pretty much the upper hand ever since that that loss in the planned uh, tournament, uh, I, I enjoy it greatly. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, – I did go four or five. Embiid lost. Jokic hit. Uh, oh, late Christmas. Uh, that was uh, a pretty uh, pretty easy prop for uh, for me as well. So I was kind of uh, – pat myself on the back for that one. And the Drew Holiday, he's been balling. I would, continu- I would continue to look at Drew Holiday for, uh, for any um, assist line or points, rebounds, and assists. He's been balling in his last five, and he continued to do so on Christmas Day, uh, even in a blowout against uh, the Celtics. Uh, congratulations, Sterling. That was a great, great performance by the Celtics on Christmas Day. I did not see them covering five. Oh, my but God. They did. Dude, yeah, I was so happy. I, I, You know what? I was being a little bit of a degenerate that game, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what? There's no way this game can go over 240. Oh, it did. And then I throw in another one. I'm like, take another under on the points. Lost that one too, so I was like, "All right, it's just good that the that the Celtics won here." But I'm I'm the only the only player I'm looking out like you said is Drew Holiday. He's he's really he's been balling lately, and he he balled out Christmas Day. Um, he's the only one out of um uh the Bucks that have scored and produced on all ends besides Giannis. I think I think him, personally so he's more he consistent lost. than Giannis. Uh, Giannis right now. Uh, it's kind of a coin flip for him going over 30, and that's kind of what his line is sat uh, for Vegas every week because it's pretty much a 50-50 chance of him going over. But Drew Holiday has been very consistently hitting his line um, for his points, rebounds, and assists. So I love Drew uh, betting on Drew Holiday. If you're looking at the Bucks, uh, continue to do so moving forward. He is a stud. Also big point, too. I used to think of this last season as one of the Jays from the Celtics are gonna are gonna pop off. One of them's gonna have a great game, but now it's kind of just both of them. What they did last night to the to the Rockets. I mean, thirty nine and thirty eight. They still produce Jalen Brown produced on all all ends of the floor. Um, Jalen Brown so had a great he's, game. He's a fun Jalen Brown's fun to grab a rebound prop because he's most likely gonna hit that. I would say nine times out of ten, he's there a lot. Um, but yeah, I'm re- I'm really excited to see how the rest of this season pans out. Cause man, those guys are playing on fire. Yeah. Um, tonight was a uh, a very fun slate as well. Um, I quickly wanted to talk uh, about the three that I had that I put on Twitter. Um, I had three yesterday as well. Uh, I'm keeping that in my record. Uh, I'm not I'm not sneaky like that. Right now, um, my record, um, I believe, is still sitting at 58% uh, win, uh, win total. I'm 28 and 52, uh, but that is not counting tonight. Um, again, my favorite bet of the night, lost on the hook. Um, I had KD uh, today, uh, uh, and he dropped uh, 34 uh, for points and assists, 
if I had taken his points, rebounds, and assists line, it would have hit. He had 14 boards. So I was I was really shaking my head uh, looking back on that one. Uh, probably should have considered that. But uh, he played incredible down, down the stretch. Uh, the Nets are really, really, really hot. So uh, when KD and Kyrie play together, um, KD averages, I believe the line, uh, the number was 28.6 points per game. Um, he's very consistent, and he uh, and his assist line goes up drastically uh, when uh, he's playing with Kyrie because he has someone very reliable to get the ball to. So that's kind of why I just looked at points and assists today. Um, and he lost on the hook. That happens. Uh, kind of unfortunate. Um, and uh, another guy, I mentioned him on the podcast before, uh, continuing to bet on him on his point, rebounds, and assists if it's under 40, and it was again today. Uh, his point, rebound, and assist, Zion Williamson, was 39 and a half. Uh, he put up 43 points tonight and 14 consecutive in the, 14, uh, in the fourth quarter uh, to pull off a comeback win. The Pelicans are playing awesome. Um, we said it before the season started when it when the season was very fresh that the Pelicans were probably going to be one of the most exciting teams in the West, uh, and they've proved us right pretty much this year. Um, and great part to Zion balling. He's, done, he's doing everything on the court. Um, his points, rebounds, and assists, if it's under 40, it's almost a lock. Like uh, He has hit his uh, points, rebounds, and assists when it's under 40, I believe, four of the last five. So... Continue to uh, wow. continue to look at his line. Wow. If it's at thirty nine and a half or thirty eight and a half, um, it depends on the matchup, obviously, because a lot of those uh, are in situations where he won't play the fourth quarter. Because um, NBA seasons, a lot of it uh, depends on on minutes. Got to look at minutes and and how matchups are going to work. Um, I like the matchup for him tonight, and it paid off. Uh, and lastly, uh, my uh, bet I have was Jordan Poole to go over on his points because Steph was out. Clay is out uh, for uh, for sitting. Uh, Wiggins is out, so someone had to score. Um, his line was at twenty eight and a half, and I think he is on track uh, to hit right now. He's at half, um, and he has thirteen points. So uh, we'll see how that one uh, how that one turns out. Um, if they want to be close in this Jazz game, uh, Jordan Poole is going to have to produce. So we'll see how that goes. That's all, that's all I have for the NBA tonight. I like those very valid points, especially with Zion. I'm going to start using that. Let my knowledge be yours as well. Um, I think that's all I kind of have uh, right now uh, for the NBA. Uh, there's a lot of fun games on Friday. Um, I'm I'm going to be taking a day off of the NBA tomorrow, do a little more research while I'm watching the uh, hopefully the Cowboys kick some ass um, tomorrow, and then I'll be looking very heavily into a Warriors versus Portland game. Um, I'm going to be looking very heavily in, into Anthony Simons and Jordan Poole for that game. Have it in my mind if I have like one more than the other. Um, looking a lot into the Toronto Phoenix game because both teams are playing kind of ugly right now. So. Uh, DA, I believe hit his line of his points at 20 and a half in the third quarter. He had a great game today. So him against Pascal Siakam will be a very fun matchup. See what, uh, see what happens in that, uh, do a little digging. Um, and lastly, there's going to be a very fun game on Friday at five 30 Pacific with the Sixers and the Pelicans. Um, two very, very hot teams playing each other. Um, I expect it to be pretty high scoring and, uh, there's money to be made in that game. So uh, keep a lookout on Twitter at TYG Takes to see what our official lines will be for Friday's slate. Nice. And proceed with caution with DA. DeAndre Ayton, I've had no luck with him. Last season or this season, could just be me, but I mean, proceed with caution. Let's see what day. Dre Dev cooks up. I mean, he had. I'll be on the lookout for that. He had thirty-one, seven, and three tonight. I mean, Booker's out for at least four weeks. I believe the report was. So, uh, I, I, I would continue to look into some That's DA. Uh, he's, he's a stud. Uh, I would look. Uh, I mean, if they're going to stay afloat, uh, and it seems like they're they're falling apart at the seams, I do expect them to be making a trade here pretty soon. Um, 
if the Suns are going to stay afloat, they're going to need to feed Da. So, I I would be keep looking into uh, into his lines. Um, might be scary against Pascal Siakam and Toronto, but who knows? You never know. Um, I'm ready to uh, give uh, let Beer uh, go onto his college corner if if you are Sterling. Do you have any uh, props that you wanted to float out for Friday, ish? Not at the moment, but I definitely will be on the lookout tomorrow. So definitely peep Twitter for both of those. Sweet. And I leave the floor to you, uh, Mr. Beer, uh, for Lucius's college corner. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, very thorough analysis in the NBA tonight. Well done. Um, just wanted to shout out that uh, Bucks bulls game real quick. Um Giannis dropping 45, 22, and 7 tonight. Um, and then D- DeRozan dropping 42 and 10 in a pretty sweet battle in overtime. Uh, great game. Um, but college-wise, haven't really been doing much with that. Been taking a little break recently. Um, but we had a nice six go out on Twitter tonight. Uh, Villanova was catching 12 and a half at UConn. UConn's been a great team. I think they were 13 and 0, maybe 13 to one, I believe coming into the night, um, they were able to win, but, uh, oh yeah, now UConn's 14 and oh, uh, but 12 and a half points was too much for Nova. So they covered, that was good. Uh, lost Wichita state six and a half against UCF on the hook. They lost by seven. So that one hurt a little bit. Um, Southern Utah, I get took them at five and a half against New Mexico state. They lost by, I think nine. So close, but we didn't hit the mark there. Uh, Kentucky, they were, three-and-a-half-point favorites against Missouri, and they lost by 14. Um, Mizzou is definitely an underrated team, have been all season. They're not even ranked top 25, and they only have one loss right now. Um, so, you know, it's one of the, Mizzou is definitely one of those teams to keep an eye out on. They're going to make some noise going on later in the season, definitely going in the SEC tournament. Uh, they got a shot at going deep in there, and I expect them to, as of right now, make a uh, – low seed in March Madness coming up. So uh, definitely keep an eye out on Mizzou if you're uh, looking for the bracketology later on. Uh, took Baylor minus 21 and a half against Nichols. I don't even know who the hell Nichols is, but uh, Baylor won by 32. So that was sweet. Uh, and then New Mexico is apparently ranked number 22 in the nation now when they played Colorado State. And Colorado State's pretty shit at all their sports as far as we know. Uh, New Mexico won that by about 20, so that was a pretty easy cover. I uh, went 3-3 three and three tonight, still shooting at a 56% clip on uh, college ball, sitting at 62-48 and 48 on the season right now. Okay. Uh, not too shabby, uh, but, you know, we're looking to improve. Uh, UConn, like, like I said, they're undefeated, going hot. Purdue's doing well. Uh, Houston smacked the shit out of whoever they played tonight, I forget. Uh, Tulsa, they beat them by almost 40. Uh, Gonzaga played East Oregon tonight and won by 73, the largest margin of victory in their program history. So Gonzaga's getting on the right track. They're back up at 10, doing well. Um, Virginia won by 20. Uh, TCU played Central Arkansas and beat them 103 to 57. So that's always hot. Um, you know, it's just same old, same old, same business. Uh, Alabama got a big win tonight over Mississippi State. Uh, in Mississippi State, uh, you know, just not a whole lot going on about it's same as usual from last week reporting on college ball. So, uh, you know, went even tonight, like I said, um, still shooting a decent clip, uh, but there's still a lot of underdogs to be seen, a lot of underdogs to be looking at uh, end of the night. So, and to sum it up, not too much going on that's different from last time. Uh, my only thing takeaway from last week or so college ball is uh, keep an eye on Mizzou. Um, and, yeah, I mean, just keep looking out on the TYG Twitter for college picks, uh, hopefully giving out winners. Um, but other than that, not too much crazy action going on in college ball as of right now. I know why New Mexico is good. It's because of Jalen House. He used to play for ASU like two years ago, maybe oh, a year ago. Oh, I didn't he's know he Phoenix kid. transferred there. Yeah, he's a good player. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a, I think they're top scorer right now. So be on the lookout for New Mexico. They might have a little, 
New Mexico is going to make noise for sure. If they're, I did not expect them to come into the rankings anytime soon. So uh, them and then their performance mm-hmm. tonight, um, covering five and a half as a 22-point win, that's uh, pretty solid. So might be riding with oh, them yeah. a little bit for sure uh, for the coming weeks. Sounds good. Uh, you got you boys have anything else for the for college ball, or are we ready to about wrap it up here at TYG? I think I'm sad I've communicated uh, everything my gut has to offer to the world at the moment. Well, fantastic. Uh, thank you for joining us, gentlemen. Uh, hopefully, Dallas. Beats up on those uh, those Titans in Tennessee tomorrow, uh, and we see some Michael Gallup, some CeeDee Lambs, oh. air raid um, on Dallas's end, and uh, see if a squad ride actually catches uh, for the first time in a few weeks. So, go Dallas, go boys, um, and uh, keep a lookout on Twitter for what we will have cooked for Friday's uh, Friday's NBA picks. Hell yeah. Can't wait. Alrighty. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Always a pleasure, boys. Hey, you see you. See you at the window.